Welcome to Motor Cult, episode 48. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hello there, and my lovely girlfriend, Jana. Hello. All right, so moving right along into the beer segment. Uh, I did stock up the fridge a little bit, but again, I wasn't going out on too much of a limb. Ryan, what are you doing this week? Uh, because I've been drinking Minnesota Gold Lager in my house for the past two weeks, uh, I got an our green belt. Okay. And I, as Ryan sort of alluded to... Minnesota Lager. That, another great go-to drinking beer. They're both pretty good. I also got Tecate, which I hadn't had in a hot minute. Oh, God. It's like... I actually kind of like it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try it for the second episode. <laughs> well, we're going we're going off-site for episode two. Yes, we are going off-site for episode two. I suppose you could grab one and try it. <laughs> I don't think they're, I don't think Elko has a problem with drinking and driving. They're, it's barely a town. That's pretty much what that town was founded on. So I yeah. mean, I'm pretty sure it's encouraged. It is yeah. Elko. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think that's their state motto. Elko, yeah. we like drinking and driving. Yeah. Well, you they, can actually get a ticket for not drinking. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they uh, they don't have their own police <clears throat> force. That's that's true. They use the state patrol. Really? That's it? And it's actually, the town is Elko Newmarket. <laughs> yep. Because they were about to be unincorporated because they were too small and they had to move, they had to merge in another town. You that know, it's a strange place. I keep hearing about that drive-in movie theater they've got there. They do have one? They have a new one that opened like a couple of years ago, but they don't allow outside food or beverage, so it's just not as good as why Valley you, High. Why would you even go there then? Fuck no, that. No, I haven't. I go to the one in Valley yeah, High Valley because High is way better. you yeah. can grill and do whatever the hell you want basically there. And... They probably play movies other than Birth of a Nation at Valley High. Yeah. 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 I feel like there'd be some, like, Passion of the Christ playing in a loop at the Elko. Yeah, it, Elko's mm. kind of this, like, weird, um, like, portal into 1950s Alabama when you go to it. <laughs> that is... Yeah. It's not that... It, it feels just kind of weird. It's, it, you don't want to go there. Everything's kind of icky and gross, and there's... You're... Whenever you're there, you're no further than two miles away from a trailer. Yep. Yet we are still voluntarily going. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, and God forbid you drive an import in there. That's true. Which I'll be doing. We yeah. don't lack your hand around here, boy. Even if I take the fajita, which I probably won't, I'll probably take Mr. Wag. Oh, yeah. It would still not be welcome. No, well, I, well, so, yeah, I mean, well, we're going to amateur NASCAR event, so really anything other than a G body or like a third gen Transmero bird. Mm. Oh, don't forget the W body. Uh, the W the body. W, yeah. Uh, the oh, W body. Yeah, fly the love, W. They love the, the W, w. body. Yep. Did you know they made a W body uh, uh, Buick, I think it was a Century Grand National or a Sabre Grand National? No. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I didn't know the Grand National. I knew they made a T-type, so, like a bastardization. Yeah, this one was non-turbo or anything. Okay. Did but it, it come in black? Yes. Was it a Series 13800? Yeah, it was th- Series 13800. <laughs> but the thing is, they <laughs> made it to homologate it for NASCAR. Okay. And they basically just took all the body cladding on, smoothed out everything, put in like aerodynamic door handles and aerodynamic grill and headlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they it actually looks kind of cool for a W body, but I mean it's still it's a W body. What so, year was that? Was it was it technically a GM10, which is the precursor to the W body? It was or? it was 88. It was the first year of the actual W body. Okay. It was a LeSabre actually. Okay. Yeah, it was the same or was it a Park Avenue? It was the same body style the one I had for like three oh, years. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That was a great car. I that, still say that was one of your best that purchases was, That ever. was the most fun I've ever had in a yeah. car was in that car. For those of you that don't know, he bought a car for $300, and it was three days they of know. full throttle. Yeah, Nothing true. else. And we took it off a jump. 
Yep. Yep. Which and was, I never broke the speed limit. No, no never did. But it, it, I uh, put a Skid Row cassette in the tape deck. I put on a trucker hat, and I never took them off. Yep. For three. Hopefully, days. you saved the Skid Row tape when you. Oh yeah, I love Skid Row. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. It's Skid still in awesome. use today. Okay, yeah, it's still my Cressida. Yeah. Skid Row is great. I've been trying to. Okay, so most of my cars have tape decks. No surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Even the newer stuff, which I'll classify <laughs> as up to 2002. Um, so I, I bought some blank new old stock cassette tapes because yeah. I'm just like, I'm just going to put some Spotify playlists on this thing. I have an old like JVC fairly high end tape deck yeah. at my parents' house where I used to live. So I, I grabbed it last time I was over there and brought it to my house. And of course the, uh, the unit no longer detects when the tape door is shut. So I couldn't <laughs> use it. So now I have to go find and purchase a new tape deck to like, I was about to say burn these tapes, but no, just to write to these tapes. So I still have no good. Is this like a, a, a home stereo type? Yeah, you're talking it's about? a component. Yeah. Well, I might be able to help you there. Okay. I, I may have a year or two of experience. Yeah. She, I thought she I had used a... to do uh, audio engineering and sound stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Before I met Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In, in no, past I mean, life. And now you're in you know anthropology, which yeah. is quite a change. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, I thought I had a, a, a nicer, newer, dual Pioneer deck, but I think I lost that one. Probably the worst decision in my life was back when Circuit City was closing like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I saw a USB to cassette converter. Ooh. If that wasn't a pile of shit, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it was like an actual thing. Was it? I bus feel powered? like they probably made like four no. It, of was, them. it, it had a separate power thing, but okay. it was used for writing MP3s to cassette. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I, I I didn't fucking buy it because it was like one of those things where like if I bought it, I'd be like you know kind of like strapped for cash for the rest of the week. And it was like a Monday. I'm like, ah. They currently sell a fuck. I should have bought that a standalone cassette tape, which has a little lipo battery in it and a Bluetooth receiver. So you can Bluetooth that. stream music to the cassette deck, no. which is interesting. All the fun of a cassette is like, like actually having a cassette. Yeah. yeah, like that's the whole fun. I know. Of it. Like, it's, it, like I don't need to charge a cassette. It's just it's ready. I've actually discovered like the most perfect genre of music for listening to in a old like late '80s Toyota, like mm-hmm. my Cressida, mm-hmm. and that's called the city pop. And mm. what it is is imagine like vaporwave and like Japanese lounge jazz put together. So <laughs> something kind of like uh, in between Dave Brubeck and Mitch Murder. Actually, it's Mitch Murder does a lot of uh, stuff with modern city pop musicians. Yeah, yeah. I, I own all of their albums. So. Yeah, I love Mitch Murder, but yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> Perfect. It's, I'm gonna just go ahead and do the over my head motion. But I've been what I've been trying to find is uh, cassettes by either um, I think her name is Akita um, Sato. She's a really good uh, musician. She I didn't realize in, she had cassettes out. Uh, she was around when cassettes were a thing because she was her music career was like about 1985 to 2002. So yeah, I mean, I would assume that she would, but I cannot find them for the life of me. Um, wow, it's like the lifespan of the R129 development to canning. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, but if you. Uh, Ever watch a movie, Shuto Kosoku, that mm. Japanese street racing movie where they filmed all the scenes in live traffic? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that one. She's the girl from that movie. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. so she's actually really good. Or this other band called Wink, which is also awesome. I kinda, they're kind of like a Japanese bananarama, <laughs> which is a great band with a better name. Um, all right, I'm going to have to look them up. Oh, you've never heard of you know that song? I, I don't know that one. You know, yeah. It's a cruel. That is too much of a tangent. Summer. That song? Oh no no, I know yeah, that, that I'm that, talking about the, the oh, Japanese Wink. Band. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. W- Wink. Wink's Wink's really good. It, that, they're 
technically. I love how he assumes I don't know the pop song, the one that everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. So like, oh yeah, of course you know the obscure band from Japan. Well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you guys basically live together, so I would expect that yeah, you would exactly. have the same taste in music for five by years. Now. So, yeah. actually, as long as we're on the subject of sets, I still. <laughs> I remember one time we were at Cheapo, and I'm still kicking myself in the ass for not buying it. I remember. Tulu Juice. Tulu Juice. I, I love on, how you know. It's on Spotify. No. Yes. Dear God, send me a link. I will. I'm too old to find it by myself. <laughs> yeah, Tulu Juice. It's great. It's a two live crew cover band. How are you too old, Jenna? You're like 23. <laughs> I mean, like. She's 23 going on 50. School, okay, really, it just yeah, it, it takes it, it out of you. the life out yeah. of you. Anyway, I mean, it is anthropology. Let's, let's move on to the yeah, first we're, actual yeah, topic. Yeah, actual on. topics. Um, <laughs> it's just spe- like last time. Speaking of Toyota, um, so Toyota apparently they want they said that they're interested in bringing back other sports cars because oh, I've owned some people, Toyota sports cars. Oh yeah, me too. Like every sports car I've ever owned is a Toyota. Yeah, yeah. I guess the CRX isn't technically a sports car. So yeah, every actual sports car I've ever mm-hmm. owned is a Toyota. Yeah, because that was an economy. Wasn't yours an HF? No, mine was the DX, but still, yeah. I mean, it's still. it's still a hot hatch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Toyota wants to bring they bring back the Supra, and it's going very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they explained their reasoning for going partnering with BMW, um, saying that it's they just can't make a sports car on their own today. And the Supra was a straight six always. Yeah, really. exactly. And BMW so, still and does straight sixes. They did confirm sixes. they're going to stick to the good old fashioned FR layout like it should be instead yep. of mid engine. And I so. still think, even though they said they're not bringing us a manual, we'll see it yeah, a we're year see after manual. they bring it'll it. Be, here. It'll be a year. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, Demand it'll be, will be high enough. I it'll feel be like, like a BMW. And Just, if they don't, the transmission exists because it's a BMW powertrain and they still make a manual transmission for yep. that. Yep. So. so it's entirely possible. However, they said they want to bring back. They've got two other fantastic sports cars, mm-hmm. the Celica or the MR2 that they're considering next. I've had a couple MR2s. No Celicas, but... The Celica, since the uh, the FT86 platform, that one really kind of covers what an old-school Celica was. Mm-hmm. So they're actually... They would bring back the Celica as the GT4 layout, where nice. it's all-wheel drive the turbo. All-track. Yeah, like the all-track or... Yeah, the all-track style. Um and the MR2, I can only imagine they're bringing back because the DC Avanti is doing so well in India. And because we plugged it so yeah, much last so week. much, yeah. I the, think Toyota's I, listening, and they're taking notes. The, they're so. taking notes, and they're mm-hmm. saying, you know what, the, the DC Avanti is fantastic. Um, Jenny, I don't think you were here for the DC Avanti, but... Nope, um, I don't remember that one. It's basically a Indian supercar that is basically all the same specs as what like a, a Civic-type R is. Somebody okay. built a Renault RS backward and then put a slightly. <laughs> it's a what was I it? like it already? A, co- a '90s Korean leather interior in it. Oh, what was and the supercar? The Zenvo. Wait, is it this North Korean or South <clears throat> Korean leather? South Korean. Okay. Yep. It it, lo- it looks like a, a late, late, late '90s Hyundai uh, Tiburon on the inside, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> on the good, on the um, on the outside, it looks like a Zenvo or a Lycan Motorsports W or W Motorsports Lycan. Like, yeah, and it kind of yeah. has Murcielago's taillights. It's kind of a weird amalgamation. It, it, it looks and weird. It has the ground clearance of my FJ Cruiser. Yeah, it's got like because they don't have good roads. In yeah, India. they've got giant <laughs> potholes, so it's got like all the ground a clearance. Super car with 14 inches of ground clearance. It's actually kind of cool. It's nine I, inches, but it's got a really compliant Wait, it's actually ride. Nine it's, nine it actually has nine inches yeah. of ground clearance. I don't have any of the links still up. I guess I could pull them out of the previous show notes. To but show they, uh, I feel like that could introduce enough body roll to make it a lot of fun to drive. It oh, it is. It, it does be, actually because yeah. they once they got it off of the Indian city streets they took it up in the mountains and apparently 
is just a ton of fun. Cause oh no, I'm just talking about like trophy trucking it up and through town. It's like, <laughs> oh, is that a curb thump thump? We're good. Exactly. That's what's made I have for. Have leans around corners like trophy trucks. I love that. They said it has. <laughs> they said that it's got like atrocious body roll. Great. So just take the sway bars out of it. Yeah, yep. I mean that works for MR2s. They doesn't even have sway bars, India. Yeah, probably. Mm. But I mean MR2s, uh, the AW11s, you'd pull the sway bars out because the sway bars would actually cause you to have stamp oversteer. But you take them out and then it handles perfectly. So is Toyota planning to make a, a bespoke platform for these, or are they going to base them on something else? They're, so that's the thing, is they don't think that they can base it off something else. Uh, and I, they're, they're yeah, saying, you know, uh, they said, quote, a sports car requires a lot of specific components that you cannot share with other cars. Suspension components we're using on the Supra, you cannot uh, use on a sedan like a uh, Camry or Corolla, which to me <laughs> smells like sky-high bullshit. Well, because, I think well, it's because of the engine transmission layout. Yeah, but n- not necessarily. I mean, you can run those sor- sorts of suspension components. You just have to... I suppose. I mean, look at the Acura Legend. Yeah, the Acura Legend or the... Um, no, I mean, like the original MR2s. You could use yeah. a lot of A86 components. Uh, the CRX was literally just a Civic. Uh, the and probably, I, I think the Fiero is... Garbage. Yeah, oh, garbage. that had a yeah. It had like citation front yeah, end. Yeah, like, like it had like a homologation of shit. I don't even remember what the back end was made out of. It changed in like '88 or whatever with the yeah. GT. But the but. thing, the thing is though, is that you can parts been engineer your way to success. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like Toyota is entirely capable. Of this. They have so many weird things. Like no, you're not going to use a beam axle from a Corolla. However, the independent rear suspension from the new Corolla hatchback. Yes. I bet if yep. you made a hub that's got accommodations for an axle, would look great in the back of a MR2. Yeah. And I'm all for taking stuff out of partsmen's from, from our things. Like, look at the old Mercedes stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, not even just Mercedes. Oh everyone. yeah. No, but I mean, like that's the thing. Parts engineering is where it's at. Yeah. And they've already homologated and federalized a two-liter turbocharged engine in the NX200T. Yeah, they've already go. got the gearbox from the Corolla hatch. Uh, what's the problem here? Yeah, yeah. slap it all together, crank up some boost a little bit, yeah. and call it a life. Yeah, the thing is, like, th- this would be a car for car enthusiasts. Car enthusiasts, A, they like to tinker, and B, like things that are creatively built. Oh, you like the void warranties? We do. Yeah, yes. we do. Yes. <clears throat> but we also, we really like things that are just kind of creative. Like, if you have a bunch of one-off parts, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But car enthusiasts, you know, that when they see something like, oh, yeah, this uses the this eighty six Subaru GL ten uses the same engine mounts as a twenty seventeen STI. That gets people all excited. It's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Just like, I yeah, bet that costs a nickel parts. to buy because every car ever uses it. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Company can pay for its tooling pretty well. But yeah, <laughs> no, my, my, I, you know, I'm a fan of it. I just say partsman engineer the hell out of it. Damn it, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, you just make a specific chassis for the thing and then grab what else you can. Yeah, you're. it's not like you're... You know, you grab some ch- brakes off an FJ Cruiser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that'd be great. Uh-huh. Cheap, four-piston, yeah, yep. But I mean, like, you know, that's the thing is you are making the chassis. You can design however you feel like to make these things work. Like, mm-hmm. you're, we're still in an air... Like, what they'd be competing with is a Miata, really. Yeah. And you'd be making a mid-engine Miata. All you have to do is be better than a Miata. Like, you're not trying to take on the world. You're just trying right. to take on the Miata. Also... Toyota said, um, they asked about how Mazda does it, uh, and Toyota has issues with it. Toyota says, well, Mazda never stopped. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, they never stopped. What does stopped. that tell you? And now they're the best car company ever. Like, not ever right now, but I mean, right now, as far say, as, far as that's Japanese... A, that's that's a pretty a, bold that's as, a very As far bold as Japanese statement. brands go, I'm going to say Mazda is consistently the best right now. 
Okay. I guess that's that's speaking of that's Mazda. Probably fair. Yes. Ford. What the fuck is wrong with them? No, nothing's wrong with Ford. I had a recent with run-in with Ford. Went to a bachelor party. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I thought those were supposed to be attended by men only. Yes. Jana went and dragged. Anyway. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, took a... It was a, the Transit, wasn't it? Yes. So yes. it was a Ford Transit <clears throat> XLT, 15-passenger van. Okay. Tall. Okay. So I recently grew to six foot four inches, and I can almost stand up in the thing. Wow. Yes. Yeah. A tower over Ryan. It's kind of awkward. It's really weird. Did somebody, like, break your bones and surgically extend them like Gattaca? Yes. No. Uh, at it's school, like a that. radioactive spill. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Is it, will it get better? I'm sure next time I'm on, I'll be back to normal. Sounds yes. good. I think that's, that's a problem with the voice, too. It's fucking you know. with your voice. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's yeah. voice. I look somewhere like, kind of like Andre the Giant. And, yeah, we're, we're keeping you know. the camera off you because yeah. it's, it's pretty hideous. Yeah, <laughs> you'd lose viewers. But either way. All of our many viewer. All, yeah. <laughs> All of our Scott. <laughs> All of our Scott. No, I think Hari's the one that watches Oh, Hari. Yep. All Scott right. listens so, to the, the iTunes version. But either way, uh, went to Milwaukee Ugh. with a rented transit van. <laughs> Okay. But this is where the story gets good. Low and, so we're on our way out there. Stop at a... I'm trying to remember. It was a Flying J because if you're traveling somewhere, you got to go to the premium truck stops. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I want clean showers. Yeah. You, you can't yeah, just, go to, flying J you can't and just go to Loves. Every, yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm all about the Loves. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like the IHOP of truck stops. It's just seedy enough to be entertaining. Oh, God. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> Flying J is actually nice. But anyway, so we're... <laughs> Sitting, you know, everyone's getting back into the van, and we see someone in a clapped-out Cavalier. And, uh, you know, it, of course, someone decides to yell at them, like, hey, you trying to run a van from a dig? And lo and behold, the kid goes, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, okay. He goes, I know just the spot. There's never any cops there. <laughs> you go down to his barn oh no not even we ter- took a left out of the gas station and we were there yes okay right <laughs> there not five minutes before there were like two officers just driving around the parking lot for funsies i'm guessing that's hilarious so either way i hop out of the van line them up drop my hands and suddenly the van takes off like a goddamn rocket ship is it a two seven twin turbo yes yeah actually it's a i think it's a three liter it's a show engine it's the show engine three five yeah whatever it could be i'm not entirely sure i don't know know they put the bigger one in there okay we we looked it up it makes 320 horsepower 400 foot pounds of torque two seven that's a silly amount of power yeah uh and sure this isn't a beat up nasty cavalier we dust the thing okay go figure and this is with six people in the van Mm mm-hmm so we think nothing of it, really. And then later in the week, Saturday night, we're out cruising around Milwaukee trying to find the local racing scene. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you do. Actually, Milwaukee has a really good car <clears throat> scene. Debatable. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> well, I've seen, I've seen, I guess I've seen I mean, highlights. They did, do, they did do some I Am Thai Boogie stuff where they shut down the highway. But, like, the All right, so, well, I guess, I guess what I've seen are just internet Thing. Yeah. So like the they internet, make it look really impressive. The, the internet can make Wilmer look fantastic. Yeah. So, but so we line up with a turbocharged RX-8. What? Yes. I've never. That sounds I've actually awesome. never seen that happen before. I mean, that that would be. Well, I don't pro- know why you'd ever bother sense, turbocharging but... a Renesis motor 
let's be honest. It's, yeah. It's, well, they designed was, a rotary for economy. What was, were they thinking? Was, was it actually a Renesis or was it a... 13B? Just a normal 13B no, RVW. It was, it was a Renesis. Ah. Yep. Okay, anyway. So... <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. So there, there's a video on this, and you, and you can find it on uh, Wisconsin Car Enthusiasts. I think it's been shared... Last time I checked, thir- shared 13 times and 20,000 views. Nah, good Lord. Yeah. This guy was not happy after that. Um, we line up with a guy. Light turns green. There's seven of us. There's, there's 1,100 pounds of people. Traction adder. Yeah. We have a gross weight of 9,800 pounds. Did you put everybody in the rear? No, we're just all just flopping around. I'd say put everybody in the rear so you can see if you can do a, do a wheelie. It won't do a wheelie. It won't do a wheelie. Right. Fuck. But. Wheelbase is yeah, way too long. If, if, if Vin Diesel is driving, yes. But. It would have done a wheelie. <laughs> for like a mile. <laughs> <laughs> It would have accelerated while maintaining the same RPM. So basically what happens is we pull away (laughs) from him about six feet, and then he hangs for a second or two, and then the van gets its legs and pulls and pulls. How many bus lengths? A full Sioux line. Mm, We're talking like transit, like (laughs) major league. So... Basically, it wasn't just like a one or two bus. It was a sell, no, your, it was, sell your car kind of gap. Yes, it was. And I think he was actually planning on doing it afterwards. Yeah, I would too. Shit. And well, it should have been already. Well, yeah, I would, I would have sold it already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not a good car. Yeah, and for those of you wondering, it's a white RX-8 with red trim. It's really <laughs> oh, bad looking. God, yeah. that's awful. Yeah, it's kind of like a maroonish trim. You. But um, so we're like, okay, this thing should not be doing this. Let's do it again. We went seven for seven races that night. <laughs> against with a, with a stock Ford Transit with people in it. Yes. So ne- next time you're you're make this a thing, right? Yes. Well, right. and and the I'd reason say we, bring we take up, one up to Power Cruise next year, then we well we can put oh, a yeah. Cobb Access Port into it because <clears throat> well, you just <laughs> plug it in and make even more power. <laughs> well, it, and the thing is, is is already flex fuel capable. Ah, E85 Cobb Access port. And yeah. Then just that thing's got to have it, some it juicy should. injectors in it. Oh, yeah. We just put, like a, we put a, a, fo- like a, a nitrous fogger system. Well, and if <laughs> I remember correctly, if you flash that, that engine combo, you can make about 400 before you have to start, you know, can you, turbos, can, yeah. how, well, how much are twin KO3s? It should be able to do that. How much oh, yeah. of a pain in the ass that a nitromethane setup be to oh, put oh, in? Oh, really easy. Oh, so we, we, can, we can just get one. And then in the parking lot oh, of the Hertz. Not nitro, it, you're, you mean <laughs> or not water nitro, meth. Yeah, water methane. Nitro methane. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, well, ah. I'm sorry, wa- uh, water methane. Water I, meth. I, I completely water misspoke. Meth. Yeah, I put a water meth system in it. Yeah, nothing like a little bit of self-oxidizing fuel Chemical in a rented vehicle. intercooling, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, that'd be but, fantastic. So that thing was fast as hell and a blast drive. You could huck it in corners like a Focus. Yeah, it drives like a Focus. I love transit vans. They're great. So after we get back from this trip... Someone posted a link to a group chat we have going on. Ford is planning on releasing a go fast version. Yeah, another super van. A super van. Yeah, they've done that with every generation. I mean, why not? You just unbolt the two seven, bolt in the three five, and flash it a little bit. Yeah, you're good. That's basically what they do. But well, how many companies actually do that? Ford. Mm, yeah, Ford. Ford also got rid of the RS and ST lines. Yeah, but yeah, this is a van. I understand. This is a van. Vans are. Vans right. are inherently better. Vans are very good, but they're not better than I won't say they're better. Well, no, th- this, I'm going to go ahead and say the sedan thing. is a superior platform. There is a um, there, there is a hierarchy 
of I, cars. I want to get a Fusion Sport tune it and then make Ooh. it look like a Fusion SE and then go hurt feelings with it. That'd be yep. hilarious. Yep. And but the Fusion, you'd be so comfortable really too. Really fast. Yeah. So <clears throat> the thing is, there's a hierarchy with when it comes to utilitarian vehicles. So there's the hatchback. Hmm. And the one thing that's better than a hatchback is a wagon. Hmm. And the one thing that's better than a wagon is a van. The van is peak of utilitarian fun. If you can find a van that's fun, yeah, like that is the peak of all yes. life. Yeah, like, I can't deny that. If you can throw a four by eight sheet of plywood in the back of whatever vehicle you're driving, and win a race, that's this a is why good the R sixty three AMG is better than insert other sixty three AMG yep. car. They're all autos anyway, so yeah, the yeah, R just the, wins. The R just yeah. Oh, the head bolt problem. How about you just change out the head bolts then? Yeah, done. Who cares? Done. done yeah. Um, yeah. It's still a. Uh, it's a. 500 horsepower all-wheel drive van. Why would you not want that? Yep. I, I do still really want one of those. Yeah, I, I do too. I know they have some inherent little issues yeah, here and there, fine, but whatever. yeah, exactly. You I just actually wouldn't even that. mind a regular R-Class, like an R320 CDI or whatever. That would be bomb mm. as fuck. I saw one I the other day. I don't know if I'd play with the new CDIs, though. No, I'm not talking Bluetech. I'm talking CDI. Yeah, they they made CDI. Not, it wasn't, it was, For what one year, year would that be? 06 only. Yeah, it was 06 only. It was the and first year. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. okay, yeah. So no urea. That's or that's the same year as like the uh, the E320 CDIs, the 0506s. Yep. Yeah. That no, one. those that was the, a that was the, the last and the GL. They all made all three of those for yep. one year. In yeah. my opinion, that was the last good diesels to come out of Mercedes. The, I, I mean, I the new ones are still great, but I mean, they're crippled like all other diesels are with the urea shit. So yeah, yeah. I agree. So uh, we also, when I was in at this wedding at Andrew Chase's wedding, I also did a fantastic wow, burnout tangents. with my van. Nice. Yep, I was um, in the in the vehicle for that. Yep, yeah, <laughs> there was a Corvette that did a burnout, and I decided that I needed to keep up with the fun. So assert your dominance. Yeah. Yep. So wearing my trucker hat, listening to Phil Collins and smoking a cigar, I did a big smoky burnout. It was fun. Mm. So yep. there's that. So anyway, tangent. Yeah, wow. fell for you all over again. Uh, but yeah, speaking of vans, mm-hmm. you know, they've come a long way in safety technology. So you can now do burnouts and street racing at them in relative safety. Yep. Uh, but well, and that thing was so spacious. Even if we did hit a wall, we'd have at least a mile to lose yeah. velocity before <laughs> you'd we have hit plenty anything. of space to lose yeah. velocity. Basically like a freight train slowing down. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 You just got to collapse those bus lengths. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no vans, vans are great. I, I, I'm not trying to contest that point at all. I mean, I, I do prefer the smaller platforms. Agreed. Inherently they're lighter, yeah. but like dusting people in a transit sounds pretty freaking right. There, there's oh, yeah. a, there's well, a and we medium. averaged 14.8 miles to the gallon over an 1100 mile trip. And we did 90 plus there and 90 plus back. Allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. Yes. In Mexico. <clears throat> yeah, when they went down to Milwaukee, Mexico. Milwaukee, Milwaukee Mexico. Mexico. It's, it's, it's a, a very it's small a very, town. It's a, it's a short drive. doesn't it, even have a zip code. It's a small town in the Chihuahua state. Yes. But anyway, um, I want to talk about shitty old vans for a second. Um, I, I was perusing no through articles <laughs> this last week. And normally I wouldn't bring up something so old on a topical podcast, which I'm labeling this as, even though it's not necessarily true. But uh, the least safe vehicle ever crash tested by NHTSA was a 1990, or sorry, IIHS, was a 1997. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Which wow. if, you, if you watch the video version right now, <clears throat> um, it, okay, so it's, it's a uh, left side small, but not um, super small front overlap test like we have these it's days. Like, it's like a one third overlap. Yeah, yeah, so it's the small front overlap. So you hit the front frame rail on the left front side. What it does is it completely buckles the driver's side door. So it bows out like two feet. The oh B pillar moves forward a foot. The entire 
roof line between the A and B pillar just crumples. No, it really does. I mean, this oh, person... Holy smoke. And this, this is person, at 40 miles an hour. Oh, God, get rid, get rid of that, man. I'm replaying it here. That was only, <clears> a, that was only <throat> at 40. That's 40 miles an hour. Good Lord. Yeah, so this thing is extremely unsafe. And no, look, look how much the dashboard comes like into <laughs> where you, you are. Yeah, there's a lot of intrusion. Yeah, it this literally really folds bad. you in half. And let it be known that 1997 was the first year for the really stringent side impact um, uh, standards or whatever. So yeah. I mean, these things, all cars got really safe by 97. Like if you got something made 97 or newer, chances are it's really hard to die in it. Yeah. Like you really have to fuck up to die. But I mean, I, I couldn't not click on that because it, you know uh, that. Uh, continue. I just uh, yeah. I'm just looking. <laughs> that, that just doesn't get old. No, no. I enjoy seeing that the most dreadful 3.4 liter GM minivan just getting destroyed. So it, like it really just, that crumples like all like half the half the vehicle at 40 miles. Imagine what you're doing at highway speeds. Yeah, like and they're 15 on top. The front of that. bumper will be in the rear hatch. Yeah, basically. I like it's... how the cladding pops off the side too. It's yeah, that, cool. that's I think that's my favorite part. It <laughs> completely retains its shape. Now I wonder what a side impact looked like on that. <clears throat> Have you ever seen a semi truck hit a or a semi truck get split in half by a train? Bisected. Yeah, I bisected mean, by a train. Like hit sideways. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's 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 like that, but like in the front replace replace this the freight train with a bicycle. <laughs> But anyway, I thought you guys would enjoy that really terrible vehicle getting just you know, totally I, oh, yeah. I think yeah. that has something to do with why General Motors was in their kind of state they were in 10 years later mm-hmm. in 2007. <laughs> weird. They made garbage product. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like you're going to die in this piece of shit. I'm so surprised shit. there were ramifications for that. You're, you're, you're going to die in this piece of shit that's like immediately in special interest. Uh, or not special. Special, inter- special financing. Yeah, special financing. Mm-hmm. And it. <laughs> has issues with the key getting stuck in the ignition yep. and everything made is made of like unfinished ABS plastic. Yep. yep. Shockingly, well, nobody the, will want that. Maybe the trick was, is they made it so poorly that when they did crash, you'd instantly die. That way you couldn't tell about your you poor could, experience. Yeah, you couldn't complain. If That's you just yeah. like when you are shooting somebody in self-defense, you should kill them. Dead, yep. dead, men, have, tell, yep. dead men tell, tell no tales, and this goes for customers too. And honestly, yep. that's... It's it's really stupid, but like we're in such a litigation heavy society, like oh, yeah. legitimately, you are better off. Yeah, just going for the kill. Well, it's the same if, thing if with if the you police. Need to defend yourself, yeah, yeah. The, it's actually <clears throat> less paperwork to kill a guy. That's been a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that is okay. Yeah, enough of no, the different subject. Wow, let's yeah. talk about <laughs> Light, you know, lighten this up. <laughs> it's it's yeah, easy to die via gun. Very tough to die in a car. So there so, you go. There I, you go. Speaking <clears throat> of the transport, yes. and Toyotas, uh-huh. I have a Toyota. You do, the Cressida. It has an automatic transmission like a transport. Oh, oh God. Uh Uh-oh. Is this thing not running and driving yet? No. Okay. It won't be for a while now. Oh, Thank you very much, Have you considered taking it out back and shooting it? The A340A? I'm pretty sure I'm done with this. I'm going to dunk it in the bottom of Lake Manitonica. Maybe off a uh, maybe off a I helicopter. I have three seven twenty two three fifties. I would like to partake in as well. It will be From real fun. We'll just drop them all out of a mm. helicopter. Maybe Hol- find a holocopter. It's a holocopter. It's be a helicopter, but for a holocaust just, of transmissions. <laughs> just sitting there, third mountain, splat. <laughs> a helicopter. Anyway, it'll be a helicopter um, that we're dropping these transmissions out of. Google may- the holocopter. And maybe we'll like drop them onto some asshole from Excelsior's like stupid boat that he has. Mm. I don't like Excelsior. We explained this in a previous podcast. Uh, but no, anyway. So 
These things are just too damn fucking complicated. This A340E in my Cressida. Um, so I've been trying to figure out why it only goes reversed in first gear. It doesn't ever shift. Um, so apparently when I was taking it out, I broke the speedometer cable, which I'm an idiot. I can't believe that thing is that new and it has a speedo cable. Oh, yeah, dude. They were using them in Forerunners for a while. Well, I know, but, but anyway, like, I feel like by 1990, those pretty much stopped. Yeah, yeah. you would think. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I was pulling it out, broke the speedo cable, and apparently the, the, the transmission references the speedo cable. Of course it does. Of course it does, yeah. It also references uh, the throttle body. It, it has a little lever it comes off the throttle body. So it's an electronically controlled automatic, and it references a mechanical speedo takeoff. And a mechanical throttle body linkage. It doesn't use the TP. Okay, the so it's t- got a cable for it, the... It, no, it, does, it doesn't use a TPS sensor. It uses right. a lever attached yep. to a cable that goes down to the t- f- fucking tranny. Yeah, it sounds like Mercedes. Yep. And then... Um, and early BMWs. I was doing some yeah. reading. Luckily, and they got away from that soon. GMs. Apparently, <laughs> it references back to a barometer at Toyota Place in Antarctica. <laughs> and it, de- depending on what that says, it will shift differently. <laughs> if it can't reference that. So it references, works. like, it must reference, like, Mayan calendars, too, then. Yeah, it ref- yeah. does Mayan calendars, and there's a Ouija board in the trunk that it uses oh, okay. for okay. it to shift. Do you have, so, okay. But well, are you asking you it the, the right Ouija? questions? No, apparently I'm not. Um, hmm. I'm very unhappy about it. So what anyway, about moon phase? Does that affect it? Yes, it does. It, 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 moon phase, it also has a, it has a little uh, light sensor on the roof that references moon phase at night. It's also a sundial. If you yeah, use it, it is also a sundial. <laughs> very versatile system. Uh, the Cressida is very versatile. So yes. anyway, I was one of the things I had to do was adjust the shift linkage because right. if it... You're if talking you, the, the thing that like the the little coordinates thing you, the park yeah, position. Yeah, the, park the position, little right? prindle thing, yeah. Prindle. <laughs> the... That, that's the best description of it. Uh, yeah, I so, guess, yeah. I, one of the things it has to do is, regardless of what gear it's physically been placed in, the Prindle also has to match up with that. Right. And if there's, like, enough deviation, it'll slip it into n- neutral, or it'll keep oh it from God. shifting. So, anyway, there's a little bit of deviation. It's, like, on the edge of me being comfortable with it being the right amount of deviation. Like, when I put it into D, the little red line that goes on to, that lines up with the D sign. Yeah is like 80% there. There's like a 20% white line there. And this is the transmission that came with the car, right? Yes, this is it. So, well, actually, no, this is the transmission that came with the engine. I oh, okay. In. So I still have the one that came with the but car. But it's that the same engine, uh, same transmission yeah. as the car same, would come with. Right, yeah. same it's, model. It's, I didn't yeah. change anything. I just got a different one because it was it was cheaper. Already than, bolted to the engine. Yeah, so. it was cheaper than doing oh, a head gasket. Um Wait, so do you have the old trans still? Yeah, I still do. So I'm going to probably end up putting put that, that in. one in. Yeah. But what I did, I'm going to have to now. Yeah, I'm that's, about still to pain. that's still way more work than <clears throat> yeah. you want. Yeah. Well, what I did is I was trying to adjust this little lever thing. On the side of the valve body? Yeah, on the side of the valve body. And, you know, I feel like any other any other brand on Earth would yeah. just put a bolt in there or something, right? Uh, a lot of them, it's a, like a threaded it's, shaft it's, it's that's a got a threaded, flatted area. Yeah. Yeah, this one doesn't have a flatted area at all. This one's just really? a threaded shaft with a bolt on the end of it. And it just friction fits between two bolts or something? Or two nuts, no, I mean? Yeah, there's two washers, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, that seems like a really poor design. I mean, that's like mm. 1950s right there. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I mean, feel like keying stuff is really this, important. This, we also, I should put this into context by saying that the A340 in one way or another has That's the existed. transmission? Yeah. The, okay. 
The, not the Airbus? No. Uh, that transmission has existed since, I think, the late 70s. So it's mm. been around for a while. Is it a three-speed? It's four-speed. Wow. So I yeah. think what we can take from this is taking out of the parts bin can be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, there is there is something definitely to be said with retaining original componentry in a swap, but like I also would do what you did, which is take the identical <laughs> thing from the already bolted configuration. Yeah. And that's what I did. And pop it in. I, th- mm-hmm. I think I think the larger issue is is this is something that doesn't happen anymore. But this is from an era where you're taking mechanical things and making them computerized because mm-hmm. computers sell things. It's the awkward growing phase, yeah. Which yep. is also what I love about '80s cars. I really I, I love this, but when it bites back, it fucking and what bites I hate back. about yep. '90s cars where they were switching over from uh, copper to fiber. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, I'm not done here. <laughs> okay, good. You keep going. I got yeah. the, this bolt that I took off. Uh, fucking broke. Not just broke, but fucking broke. Yeah, no, it, it snapped, and I'm like, that. That's not good. You know, you know, when you get that, cool. I'm finally getting it. I'm getting it. That's really loose. That feeling. That's exactly what I had, and it was like the worst because I was all I wanted to do was just get my fucking car going so I can you know do a burnout in and maybe drive it up north to go see if all colors. I think the moral of the story is. You need to spend eight thousand dollars on a V one sixty and get it over with. I think so, but yeah. um, or two hundred dollars in an R one fifty six. Yeah. So anyway, I, I was trying to figure out what I can do. Everybody's like, "Oh, you can just like tack weld it together." I'm, like, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna say I have to get the car jacked way the fuck up, drop the transmission out because I refuse to take the engine out because taking the engine out, like just aligning the engine mounts is a huge pain in the ass. It's not like a Honda where you can use like one arm. You need like a whole. You need like one dude just to align yeah. the engine mounts. And see, that's why I loved working on Hondas, is because you only need one guy for any project. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, enough where you can just deal with it yourself. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you how many transmissions I've pulled out of Civics <clears throat> on my own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Transmissions or like engine swaps. I'm like, excited to start parting out the mechanicals and the element because I feel like even though that's kind of beefy all-wheel drive shit, it's still going to be really. Easy. It's going to be. By really the way, light. I saw a post. What are you doing with? Don't a Honda? you worry about it. Oh I no, can't... I'm worrying. Well, not worrying. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, I'm keeping the engine. But the, the transmission and driveline from the elements going away. Oh, yeah. No, that's perfectly understandable. Yeah. yeah. Somebody Actually, the element is one of the uh, worst side crash test rating vehicles. Really? Yeah. Ever put into the U.S. Oh, this, what, this what, one was a side airbag car. Let me just finish this mm. real yes, quick. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, so I put this transmission in. Hopefully, my new when I put in my old my new old transmission, yes. uh, I'm going to have to do it from the bottom. It's going to be a huge pain in the ass. I refuse to take the engine mounts out because it's just like a pain to get like lined up it should be fine yeah but still it sucks that's how i do most of my tranny swaps and plus i i it's almost winter now so i really just don't have the vertical space to pull the engine out so i'm going to do just the tranny and you're also gonna need big ass jack stands because transmissions are kind of tall yeah i know okay i'm gonna have to be going to harbor I freight do uh, have speaking of harbor freight har- uh, transmission jack somewhere oh that'd be huge like, that'd be a I, big I, help i, I totally do that, i don't know where it is right now yeah. though yeah because um, i mean once i get my transmission separated i yeah, you know, it should just be a weekend's worth of work. I've done it before, so I'd made all the mistakes the first time. Yeah, so you know what you have to do this time. Right? Yeah, yeah, like I know to separate the drive shaft. That's a big pain in the ass that I missed. <laughs> um, the only problem is to be physically gaining the bell housing off of the engine, which is well, and suck. unbolting the torque converter from the flex plate. But there should be a window for that. So it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, that's, as that, long as you that, can rotate the crank. Easy. Okay, that, that that should be fine. I think I have to go mm-hmm. underneath the engine for that. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I. After I'm done with this, uh, there will be a W58 going into that real soon. I just am, tr- we're trying to buy a house, so I'm like, mm-hmm. not trying to drop, you know, 
a thousand dollars on W58 swap right yeah, now. Yeah, I am right there with you with trying to not spend shit tons of money on my cars right now. Too. Yeah, yeah. Winter is always like it catches me off guard. It's like, oh right, I have to pay insurance twice a year. Yeah, and one of the times is in the winter. Oh yeah, mine's not insurance, which for you is just has to be brutal. Yeah, it's not great. Plus, like, I have to pay for, like, the last third of my solar installation. And, like, if I get the concrete Fuck. done, like, that's going to cost a bunch of money. So. I, I See, I don't um, leave it. I, I just do insurance once a year. I do for the collector stuff, but I can't do that for my daily driver shift. You can't? Oh, no. I, I can do that for the for my van. I don't know if I could afford to do that either. Cause my, oh, that's, I drive a van. My so six-month premium is, like. Mine's nothing. Mine shouldn't be because I drive an electric Fiat with full coverage and I, I leave, like, storage coverage on the FJ and the wagon. I spend, like, 600 bucks a year for full coverage on my van. Mine's like $2,400 a year for those two vehicles. It's a lot of money. That's more than I spend on all of the collector vehicles with no deductibles. You know, remember back about 20 minutes ago when I said Mazda is probably <clears throat> the best Japanese car brand right now? Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that is why. I have all the fun that you do in a car that costs a quarter of what your insurance is. But anyway, I don't know about why all it's so expensive. the fun. No, nah, the E is pretty freaking good. The E is I've, pretty I've good. never even seen it move. The what? The M- e. The M3? Oh, the E is fun. Oh, oh, the 500 E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should let her take uh, the E out for a drive before we go down to Elko. I, we could maybe do that. Yeah. Just ha- ha- it's, it has an enormous garbage bag in the back. I have to take over to the dumpsters here, but after that, well, and it's can, also full of beer. You can go to the enormous. You can go go to the dumpster with great diligence. Great diligence. Urgency. Mm. Urgency. Yes. And <laughs> what so were we talking about before? The transmission. I, transmission. Transmission. Toyota, all of your world's problems. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, you, but then you guys are talking about something else. and Well, I mean, we get sidetracked once yeah. in a while. I mean, that's, that's basically I know, the but basis that was a, of the show. That was a good conversation, though. And I just wanted to finish by Hopefully, the moon sensors and the uh, Ouija board are separate Son from the transition. Bitch, what were we talking about after this, though? Uh, the R, whatever, manual transmission swap and the house and no, that bills. You, uh, not I, wanting to drop a bunch of money I moved, right before. I the... moved us back on track from something. Well, how we about we just start a new topic? Yep, let's just start a new topic. Yeah. I also hit automatics briefly. Uh, Blubsky, it sucks. I don't yes, know why. Blubsky. I keep there blowing them up. Well, it's because you're putting a V8 amount of power it's, into a transmission that's made for 62 no, horsepower. What, what no. transmission are you bolting to? It's the V8 it? four-speed. Oh. It's the transmission for that engine. It's are a 722 you, 350. Are you using the right transmission fluid? Yes, actually. I use Pentacin ATF LV, which well, is Well, that's not actually cheap. probably the best transmission Are you making stock horsepower numbers, though? Uh, no. Exactly. And I also am told that they don't like rev limiters. No. Have you considered a power glide? No, I haven't. I would consider a manual transmission swap, but nobody's willing to make me a goddamn flywheel, even though it's not very hard. Well, I don't have a mill. We should probably talk to Trig, because Trig do- does Yeah, you should things. definitely talk to him. We yeah. should definitely bring this up to Trig because yes. I, I have a spare engine block, a spare donor trans, a spare clutch. Well, you have set, everything you need to make it. A spare BMW flywheel, which accepts said clutch thingy, spare clutch fork, spare hydraulics, spare release bearings, spare ring gear, which you bolts can go, on. You can go through all the bullshit to make it. I have everything except for a flywheel and I guess an adapter plate, but the adapter plate is pretty easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should probably talk to Trick about that. Yeah, we should definitely. we should have him on again soon. He's, he's pretty yeah, we cool. probably should. Pretty, pretty cool guy. I gotta get some uh, whiskey though or something. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll call him up and see if he wants to go into Elko with us. Yeah, cool. When is when is the next show going on? The podcast? Yeah, probably uh, just after this tonight. Yeah, four and... thirty probably in Elko. Yeah, so maybe we can see if we can get. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna straight Bill O'Reilly this thing. Yep, <laughs> fucking right, bud. All right. Anyway, I hate automatic transmissions too. I'm sorry yep. about your problems. 
Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Great way to close a topic. Okay. It, it really is just truly but awful. I let me brighten the mood. Okay, so uh, there there is a pretty cool racing event series going on out at Laguna Seca right now. The place where we both were a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and you know what? I did not see a single picture from this fucking tractor race. <clears throat> it was did that already happen? I don't know. It, it better not have already happened. I, a, a tractor race. Yes. yes. Vintage tractor racing on Laguna at Seca. Rins, Rinsport. Port, the big Porsche event. Yeah. So Porsche made tractors Fact, I think immediately that's this after event. World War II. Well, yeah, no, I, I'm event. aware of that, along with Lamborghini. And, so they're taking yeah. all the Porsche juniors that show up and <laughs> taking them around Laguna Seca and doing one lap, like actually racing each other. Yep, full they're, chat. They're, Imagine the corkscrew in a tractor with center steer. Oh, my God. They're apparently expected to take around 15 minutes to do one lap. So I want to see the people let's wheel just these. Go things. ahead and accept the fact that that is the most fun you'll ever have in Laguna Seca. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's drop six stories on pavement in a tractor. Yep. <laughs> Are those oil pans baffled for G-force? I hope so. Uh, probably not. Uh, actually, you know what I was wondering was what is the top speed ever reached in a Porsche <clears throat> Junior? Because you're gonna have that beat. Because nobody's ever dropped a Porsche. There's Junior gonna be six people stories. with like shot peen custom gear sets in these things to like get them to do like ninety. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> like something isn't right with this Porsche Junior. Like it's it, making dog leg gear. Sorry, dog box right? gear sounds. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just imagining. It, just, oh yeah, I took my Porsche out on Laguna Seca. Like so, what I did that last week. You know, and just oh, I, you what gotta, kind I of lap times knock. are you running? Oh, I I ran a a fourteen forty eight. Did you push it? Fourteen point four eight seconds? No, no minutes. Minutes. <clears throat> minutes. minutes. Oh, well, we can't. Sure, you didn't mean the Nurburgring Nordschleife. <laughs> I, I, I should m- mind you, it's a diesel Porsche, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my. Oh my God. But anyway, at this Rinsport reunion, uh, the seventieth anniversary sports car event, Porsche released. A, that, a lovely vehicle. That looks fucking Ooh, It yeah. is a 935 homage. That looks awful. Based on a GT2. A right, modern can, GT2. Can you bring in the uh, real 935 Moby Dick so we can see what they really look like? Because that looks terrible. Yes. I, I, I do not like that I at all. I actually like the new one, but... No, they just slapped on some bodywork that looks vaguely like a 935 onto a modern GT2. Oh, wait, I took pictures of one of these. Just... Uh, Photos. There we go. You caught me off guard with the original. Well, you, you could just typed in 935. I mean, you literally had it there. No, no. See, because then it won't be my photo. And, it, you know, we're talking about tractor racing. I want to get this right. Not only that, it's also, you know, copyright but sort of stuff. There's there's that. And, um, fuck, man, where was I going with this? Anyway, um, let's play this. Let's play this little segment here. It, it looks like a sphincter. <clears throat> a oh wait, never mind. Oh, here's what I was gonna say. They didn't put vintage sponsor decals on it though, which is why would you even bother if you don't have like the 1984 Apple Corporation logo on it? <sighs> and like because it's stupid and it's made by Volkswagen. <clears throat> well, I mean, you have a point there. Anyway, I'm gonna maybe give up on this internet, even though it's supposedly yeah, way way no, better. The, the the 935, the real 935, looks way better than that. That looks like a weird bastard. Well, I mean, it is a weird bastard. It's a GT2 with some like vintage sheet metal and like old style Not even turbo vintage. fans. It just it looks vaguely like, like that body kit is way smaller. Okay, it looks like what's that uh, Japanese body kit company that like cuts out the back part of the fender? RWB? No, no. Um, well, uh, it's not Liberty Walk. It's uh, maybe it is Liberty Walk. Uh, Pandem. Oh. I mean, they're all I don't, I don't Rocket know. Bunny. Or Whoever, something? yeah, no. Rocket Bunny. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. They cut like yeah, the back Pandemol half of the front Bunny, yeah. fender off. I'm like, okay, why? 
that's kind of the style. So anyway, I think this thing's really cool, but okay, apparently you don't, so that's yeah. fine. I'm a fan. I mean, I'm not really big into modern vehicles in general, but I do yeah. like the throwback. I do too. I mean, I, it's, it's not as cool as I'm this just is what it should look like. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's an actual race car right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, still, this I, is never going to be. This is simply in a, a homage to that car. It's yeah. not. If it was, I'm sure if it was a purpose built race car, it'd be. So Jana, if they came, if Renault came out with a new Renault Five based on. A Renault 5 Turbo well, that's 2 different. homage. Ah, as long as is rear it? engine, rear wheel drive. Which they would still do. This is like the same configuration type of thing yeah, as the, the Porsche thing, race yeah, cars the in the 80s. Is, that body kit was just so much more radical. Like they did that, uh, like, uh, like if they had a volume knob, that'd be a 7 out of 10. They need to take the 10 out of 10 and make that body kit as big as it should be. It's not as garish enough. Because the thing is, they it's not it, as garish enough? Yeah. It's not garish enough. You said as not as garish. It's not as garish enough. It's not as garish or it's not garish enough? It's not garish enough. Thank you. Because it needs to be bigger and more ridiculous. They called it, They called the 935 Moby Dick for a reason. I mean, I kind of agree. There's a, It's not as bad as like the, the, the uh, what, the Daytona Roadrunner or whatever the hell with like yeah. the 15-foot spoiler on it that looked like it was ladder racking. Which is literally perfect for the car. That... that <clears throat> If they didn't yeah, call true. that, tell me you wouldn't want. One if of they those did things. not call that a 935 homage, that'd look really good. Okay, that would be a cool race car. So your problem is, is it simply not close enough to the original? So the car itself it's is a, cool, I but don't, you just don't yeah, like the fact it's, that it's homage. I, you know, I, I don't think I'm gonna say that I don't like that's not close so they enough. Call this I mean, a Porsche like, 966. You would have been okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But the thing is, look how much more ridiculous that rear end is. Yeah, but that's not the car it's based on. That's a way longer tail race car. Yeah. No, that underneath that, if you ever look behind the 935, like yeah. look underneath that, it's a normal 911. No, I know, but like the 935 race car is a very short rear overhang with a ton of arrow on the back. That was a longer like tail thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's a whatever. Nine, that's a 935 like Moby Dick. That's what I think of when I when I see a 935. This isn't going to tarnish the brand of Porsche. No, it's not going to. I just don't think that it's a good homage. Fine, I accept that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we should move on before, before I yell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that suits all of us well, yes. Yes. Speaking of tarnishing brands. Nope. <laughs> wow, great segue. Yeah. I want to... Segue? Segue. I want, I want to talk about cars that sell well, okay. but end up tarnishing the brand. Okay. Uh, because Road and Track had kind of a longer piece in Leto's Law, which is one of their long read segments that they do. Um. And they're talking about these cars that sold well, and if it's possible for a car to sell well and tarnish brand, which it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get something like examples would be like the Chevy Citation or a Pontiac G6. Citation. Interestingly, both airplanes, Citation and G6. Yes, that's true. Mm. And then uh, another one that I added actually was the Sterling 825. <clears throat> God, that sounds awful. The Sterling 825? Sterling was British Leyland's try attempt to re-enter into the United States is around the time that Acura and Lexus were coming around. Oh, okay. And so they were using a Honda 2.5 liter V6 mm-hmm. and all the mechanical components from uh, Acura Legend. So how did they make this thing fail? Lucas Electronics. Oh, oh I should have figured. Yeah, British yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, okay, we're using a bunch of they got, 90s Japanese so running gear. This should be a th- great This car. is the perfect example of a car selling well and ruining the reputation of its brand. They made two mm-hmm. Sterlings. Well, hold on. You're saying ruining the reputation of British Leyland. Let me 
get to that in because, the United yeah. States. In 1986, <laughs> in the United Sterling States. was made just for the United States. It was yeah. only for us. And that it was supposed to be the car that saved British Island. Um, they made it, and it sold super well for the first six months that it was in America. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was the best-selling luxury car in the country, and it was actually given, I think it was given Motor Trend Car of the Year. I don't know. Maybe. Like, it actually did very well. But then, immediately, like six to eight months later, you were starting to get these cars lighting on fire and coming back because they weren't starting and, like, nothing was working. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of Lucas Electronics. And so... I'm trying to picture a Japanese, like, J-series engine. I assume that's probably the first J engine, or no? Uh, no, it was a C-series. C-series, okay. Yeah, oh, C-series. yeah. C-series, yeah. Gotcha. It was a C-27, I think. Okay. Um, I'm trying to picture one of those, like, dressed up with, like tubes and like vacuum modules yep. with Lucas stamped all over them. Yeah, basically. It's oh, just boy. a horrible nightmare. Do but it have like, a pair of Solex carburetors on it too? <laughs> oh know, no, right? it probably went mechanical injection. On oh that no. Oh yes. They just oh. made it as bad as possible. <laughs> we definitely need to talk to Trigg again to see but if they, this is. They, um, <laughs> so anyway, the, the car went on to have its car of the year revoked and <laughs> like a bunch, I, a bunch of their cars <laughs> were returned. They had to return as lemon. So, BL had to buy them back. They released another rover, or sorry, another car based off of an existing rover that was much better and actually kind of reliable called a, uh, I think that one was called a 827 if I'm not mistaken, but the damage was done. And after a year, their sales had fallen from, I think they sold like 60,000 cars in like the first like six months or something. Wow, they did that's a really healthy volume. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they sold super well to selling 3,000 Ooh. In 1987, <laughs> the Whoops. next year. So wow. that's a car selling extremely well and ruining the brand. Now, something you brought up there, I'm kind of curious. Hmm. How many other cars have had Car of the Year revoked? Um, that's a good question. I yeah. don't know. Cause I, I, know I, I can't imagine it's there's very like, there's been many. Like, uh, there's been like one or two. Yeah. And it, but they're, I mean, they've definitely had duds. I, the Malibu in 97 was Car of the Year. Oh, yeah. So they've had some real duds, but not revoking like that. That was bad. Um, yeah, I mean, because really I mean, those bad. are some serious. I mean, sixty thousand units in six months. Yeah, I it's, mean, that's, it was something that's, like that. that, that's like up there with like sixty four Mustang with like I, it was something like sixty or forty thousand. Like, it was like an insane number when I read it. Yeah. Do you guys remember when I think it was the Tesla Model X came out and Consumer Reports put it on a do not buy list and yep. then like Tesla did an over the air software update to fix the one concern they had and then they revised it? Yeah. That's the only instance I can remember of like a big publication actually. I'm actually oh, yeah. flopping. I'm, I'm going well, wasn't to it, wasn't it uh, I'm just gonna involving I'm at, the ride height too? It might be. I, I don't actually know what it oh, was. Oh wait, no, excuse me, that was the Model S. If you guys want to come up with some other cars that you've noticed that really tarnished the brand of a car. You know, just from like a quality standpoint, I'm going to try and just look up the Sterling sales figures because <clears> I feel a weird about that number. Okay. Well, well I mean, either I, way, if, if it made impressive sales and suddenly was considered a lemon. Yeah. I think that gets Especially in like its inaugural year. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess that was kind of the case for Lexus with the right, LS400 and stuff too. Sorry, uh, I was I was wrong. It sold um, 14,000 cars, but it was 60% more than its sister car, The Legend, did. Wow. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so it, 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 it's it, still it, that, that's though. where my number came from. It, like, vastly outsold The Legend, even though it was the same thing. It was it just ca- a bunch cheaper? No, it was more expensive, but it was European. Oh. So, basically, this thing was just an Acura Legend with different electronics in it. 
Yeah, basically. And actually, they, and they, they look pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Cool. So here, here, are the sa- here are the sales numbers. Uh, they did stay around until 91. Uh, 87, it was the first year they were on sale, not 86. 14,000. 88. 8,000. They cut their sales in half because of the massive issues. Wow. Uh, 89, 5,000, 90, 4,000, 91, 2,000. Each year they cut their sales in half, basically, from just a massive quality issue. So that is them. So yeah, they had the eight, they had the, um, the 825 and the 827. Those are the two cars that they made. They didn't look bad. I mean, mind you, this one about the flip my monitor around, show you is faded and old, but. They had cool oh, okay. body lines. Yeah, that is too. actually kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, they they look cool. If I ever find one like running, I will absolutely buy Put it. Put an LS in it, yeah. Well, I would just keep it with the Honda engine because that's the only reliable thing in the car. So you're going to go through all the electronics? No, 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 no. It's the Honda engine's fine. It's everything else that breaks. No, that's what I'm saying. You're going to go through everything else? No. Just have nothing work. And start on fire. <laughs> It's all right. It happens. <laughs> God, see, they look good. Those are good-looking cars. Just nobody bought them because they sucked a lot. Oh, zero percent APR financing. Oh yeah, that is so charge, charge maintenance. maintenance. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, they were trying to make some big moves, taking a step in the U.S. With now, that. Made mind in you, mind you, rubber cars in oh, 1990. Man. Zero percent, zero percent APR is unheard of. Yeah, yeah, that was three years after a stock market crash. Yeah, yeah, that and not only that, like in the eighties, like seeing cars like twelve percent APR financing was like a thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, like that's that was pretty that common. was that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. like if you found eight percent, like you're getting a deal. Yeah, that, that's that's insane. They were trying to do that, but it was um, it was just not good <laughs> that that happened. But I think I think today there are cars that are doing that to their brand or they're cheapening the brand to a point mm-hmm. where it's going to make them unsellable. I Volkswagen, just about everything they sell with a two liter turbo engine, I think is going to uh, really damage your brand. Well, and let's be honest, Volkswagen's been making some very poor decisions lately. No, well, way. not lately. It's been the last 20 years, really. <laughs> but also lately. But no, but I mean, especially re- lately, it, everything's really kind of, everything's <laughs> kind of coming to a head now. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you can get past a, uh, biodegradable wiring harness because that's just something that happens right. after. Sorry to interrupt. There a you while. go. I finally pulled up my photo of the damn Porsche. Yes, yeah, the looks, OG, and I got another. That shot looks here way too. better. Yeah, see, oh. that looks way cooler. That booty. But anyway, swiggity swooty. Anyway, so um, I think Volkswagen is really damaging their brand with the two-liter turbo because I just I know how many customers I've personally seen at my shop. Mm-hmm. They have run away from Volkswagen permanently because of a 2.0T. Well, and the question is, is is it because of the engine itself, or is it maintenance-related that you're having these failures? It's it, They're engine failures. 100,000 miles, doing 5K oil change intervals, and doing every piece of maintenance like, on time. Yeah. And you're having to replace the intake manifold because of carbon buildup, not oh, because that's a not, direct injected motor, isn't not, it? No, like, not not just clean, are, not yeah. clean yeah. out the intake manifold, but carbon gets into the um, the flaps and the intake manifold internally mm-hmm. and jams yep. them in place, so they stay no, it's, shut. It's the same thing with like the uh, the Mini Coopers, yeah, with their uh, direct injected motor, and you have to replace. The valve cover because the EGR is built into that, so that's oh, like that's nine hundred dollars. Nothing. Well, and then also with if so, current specification yeah. on a mini is uh, 
One oil, one quart of oil consumed for every seven hundred and fifty miles. Or excuse oh me. Oh my god! The, the newest ones are a thousand miles. That's the, uh, still that's a lot of. That's yeah. worse than Audi. Yeah, yeah, that's actually Audi's the same spec, <clears throat> if I remember correctly. It, no, Audi. I the, think the, the, Audi's three thousand. You sure about that? I think it's three. Most should, German manufacturers allow up to a quart uh, per up thousand. Up to a quart per yeah. thousand. Yeah. I remember when we had to a quart per thousand. We were getting the engine replaced in the ML430 I drove in high school because we found an extended warranty on that thing, which was kind of a hush-hush warranty. Mm. And we had documented oil services, and we had documented oil fills. And I was driving it at the time where it needed this. And it started needing a quart of oil every, like, 150 to 300 miles. Yep. It's as bad as my Civic. So yeah. they, they rebuilt the M113 in there, I've, free of charge. I've, awesome. I've heard multiple cases about that from a friend that worked at uh, Mercedes. But... So, I mean, I, th- I think but, that's an issue with a lot of modern cars, because with the minis in particular, yeah. that from what I've seen... Minis are trash. Well, the thing They're is, a lot of fun to drive, but yeah, I wouldn't want to own one. Just gotta Min- out. They're Mini, actually reliable. It's so weird to say, yeah. but... Yeah. Mi- mini is a brand. That's an issue, because Mini, they don't have other products to lean on. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, they, they do. They are the Cooper. But, I mean, they all have like the same kind of four-cylinder front-wheel drive engine. Yeah, well, okay, you have to take into account, though, with the new Minis, yeah. they are literally BMW... Like X ones. No, the X one is a mini. Yeah. So they're they're cheapening BMW. They're not making mini better. Well, no, it I, uses I think, the same B forty eight as a lot of. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think but that, that engine yeah, was know. designed. For I think that's mini. two things where yeah. the, well, the unreliable of minis are going to kill that brand, but they're the mini parts oh, are going into BMWs are going to severely damage. Yeah, you get into I don't an think X1, you got the mini shifter. I'm like, uh, really? That's kind of. No, I think I, I think okay. it. I mean, if they're anything Probably like Audi, drive. like that 2OT engine is like, because if you think about that, between the TD and the so 2OT, bad. that probably accounts for, I'd say probably 60 to 70% of all their cars, period. So let's just come to a general consensus and say modern German vehicles need to start thinking about a few things. Yes, they do. Our, our previous consensus was don't buy any corporate German four-cylinder turbo. Engine. Yeah, no two. Oh, yeah, no. That's, yeah. that's actually a very, very valid yeah, statement. That's yeah. A, that's a usually because they're all rushed. Every single yeah. one's rushed to market. Every single one is performance over reliability. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's not anything. I you guess want. that's true because if you look at like the premium V8s, they're all phenomenal. Yeah. Not to the BMW a point. one. Well, not. I'm the not BMW, familiar with the BMW V8s. But no, really no, you're, you're right. It's the the it's larger the premium engines. naturally aspirated V8s. The Those premium are, engines. The with better. the exception of the mm. three liter V6, most oh, Volkswagen God. Audi Group V6, not VR, but V6. Engines are very reliable. The two seven is also in that boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say the two seven. Good engine, but it's also really it lets go randomly, like the two OTSI. Yeah, a lot. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But my my way of describing the two OTSI is look at it like a like a uh, cube. Every face of that has something that will cost you two thousand dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is entirely accurate. Because especially mean, when you're buying a car that's like twenty five hundred dollars or something. Yeah, because I mean the timing chain that's twenty four hundred. Um, rear main seal, instant total, no matter what happens to the engine. Rear rear main seal is, I shouldn't say two thousand, but at least a thousand dollars. Rear main seal is about sixteen hundred or so. So you got pull tranny out. Yep. Intake manifold and uh, decarb is about a thousand. Um, I give people a break on that, and it's about a thousand. Do you guys uh, turbo just get them ultrasonically cleaned, or do you actually? No, we them? actually we actually pull them out. And we uh, we made an old machine that um, blasts them with um, walnut, shell? walnut shells. Yeah. 
And then you have the turbochargers that go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the valve cover breathers that go out that also kill the rear main. Yep. And then oil pickups. And it's just oh God. Uh, fucking everything. And the oil pickups, it's not actually a design issue with the oil pickup. It's a design it's, issue of the intermediate chain tensioner and the camshaft it's shredding. That, actually, See, the, and I want the to know larger what... issue is the jack shaft that goes to the water pump. That is also a stupid yep. fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. See, I want to know what happened because <clears throat> in the, you know, Late 80s, early 90s, there are some very, very stout engines produced. Yeah. I mean, look at like M104, M103s, M50. or M50. Yeah, the they M50. Started, I think they started to rest on their laurels because the thing is, Volkswagens, it's not that they're unreliable. They just haven't gotten any more reliable. <laughs> the ABA. Th- no, they just haven't gotten any more reliable than they were in 1983. Well, and the, well, let's look at like the eight valve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ABA. Yeah, that you could do horrific things to. I've literally seen someone. Empty out the oil, fill it with beer, and run it. Well, I should say, I should say the oh, the engine life, the average, the, the average engine life German of the beer. engine, yeah. the average engine life of the engine is about the same as it was then. But that's the thing is, they've improved the technology. Yeah, but see, well, I feel improved like... the technology, but it's not gotten any better. Now it's just gotten more expensive to replace. Yeah, exactly. Because I uh, there was an instance where I allegedly was moving quickly. With a almost brand new RS3 in a ninety, and I was driving a nineteen ninety five E three twenty. Yeah, he couldn't get away from me. RS threes aren't actually that fast. Neither is the E three twenty. That's yeah. true. Yeah, uh, this is, and keep in mind, I had a sway bar that was disconnected on one side. But, okay. <laughs> and blown KYBs all the way around. Oh, yeah. Comfy as hell. Oh, yeah. It's like a McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, let, I mean, the body roll on that was so bad, I would damn near scrape door handles every turn. That's hilarious. But it's just the fact that... Scott's new element has no sway bar links on the driver's side. Oh, perfect. Front or rear. Yeah. Perfect. But it's just the fact that a 1990s premium German vehicle mm-hmm. can it's... keep up with a modern... Sports German vehicle. Yeah, see, that that to me, and like, I, I really think that the, I think that your 1990 Mercedes probably is to be less money in total to repair. I bought a spare engine for $125, and he offered to give me the transmission with it, but I didn't want it. Yeah, that's the thing. The Mercedes four speed autos are pretty reliable on the whole. Yep. Yeah, weird. Weird. I mean, yours is a 7224, so it's a little different, but yeah. still. Yeah, and I plan on putting in a 7226. So just, no. So but yeah, don't even bother. I know it's a five-speed, just don't do it. I think it, it's it's not just... No, don't do it's, it. It's, it's not just manual. German brands no. that are having this issue with cheapening of their, of their product and making their cars worth less money, like just not sell well and just mm-hmm. damaging the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of like a, across the board. I mean, you know, Ford's doing their CVs, which we're going to either take it or leave it. However, they do have those horrific CVT issues. I feel like the second... I hate CVT. Yeah. Yep. They have those really awful CVT issues where like, every single Fiesta automatic is coming back into shop and a transmission, <laughs> uh, which is really bad for a brand. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, but the thing is, it's like when you have a brand that's somebody like... Um, I'm just going to say Subaru right now, that's, like, pretty solidly reliable. Like, they don't have, like, modern modern days, like, today. Yeah. Like, the newest engines that don't mm-hmm. have any massive failures. Yeah. And they, what? Name one. So, there's still a lot of head gasket issues. Which t- Subaru and goes out of their way to 
redesign to the best of their abilities. I'm saying, well, the thing is, I'm going to say Subaru, what they do is they actually attempt to fix the issue. Whereas Volkswagen Audi Group doesn't. Subaru with the head gaskets, they had the single piece graphite head gaskets in the two fives yeah. back in the two thousands. They've updated the part number to just be a turbocharged head gasket for yeah, all of but them. Even, but that's back in the 2000s. They're still having the same issue with some of the newer stuff. Was that when they had, like, on, like, the 1.8T or whatever, when they had, like, 11 variants of that engine or something like that? Yeah. The 1.8? You mean the 2.0? No, I'm talking pre, pre-2.0. Oh, my, my engine. Where they have the, three different versions of the EA? Uh, no, I guess I was talking Audi. Sorry. Oh, Audi. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, okay. I was kind of yeah. They, they, there was, there was yeah. about a dozen different variants of the thing. And I remember when I was uh, shopping for a replacement engine for my coworker's A4 over the winter. <sighs> yeah, that car. it was an AMB. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, it means it's a manual. It means it's from an A4, a late B5, or an early B6. Yeah, Quattro only, manual only. I'm like, and they're totally different. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Why? And yeah. then I like, I Googled it, and they're like, oh, the the difference is the uh, the crank snout is much shorter on that one. Yeah, there's the uh, like, oh, oh, thank you. Well, go, yeah. going back, going <laughs> back to Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. At, like the two OT, the CCTA that is the timing chain uh, TSI two OT that is in the uh, like Volkswagen CC and the Passat and everything. Mm-hmm. That's different than the one that they have in the A4, even though the A4 one is exactly the same engine in every way. Of course it is. Uh, it, uh, the, I mean, but they have completely different timing chains. Completely different. Okay, what do you know? What the difference is? Is it like a uh, thickness? It, it, like no, the guides are no, size? like the levers are different shapes. Like that's what it is. It has a different routing sequence, even though everything's in the same spot. All so they does did it still have a water pump jack shaft. Yeah, all they did was they, I think they increased compression, gave it a hotter cam. They don't need to change the timing chain for that. No, like what they need to do is do like metal guides and a dual row timing chain like a Mercedes did and then end up having the best car ever. If they did that, well, I, I would forgive I them about Mer- the rear main. Did Mercedes use metal guides? Yeah, they did. On the uh, on the M117, I'm pretty sure it's a metal guide. No. Oh, no, is it not? Plastic. Oh, that's plastic? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're metal. They're aluminum underneath. Well, but yeah, they're, they're, but the, the actual face plastic. that the uh, that the chain there's, rides yeah. on is plastic. Yeah, but yeah. there's far less plastic. It's not like Volkswagen where the, the entire thing. like an thing, inch wide, so it, yeah. The entire thing on yeah. a, a Volkswagen is plastic with a little, like, metal insert. Well, how wide is the, the Volkswagen timing chain? Probably yeah. about a centimeter. Yeah, see, and that, if they need to go to, like... Old Mercedes, where you have dual chain. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like a, a dual chain. Oh, you put a million miles on it. Yeah, you might need one next million, well, especially you, you when do, they've got the thinner oils and the longer intervals. I think. Oh, yeah. I think not only that, but I, I think drive. I think the, the issue is gear if, you, drive. if you get the the Same levers. Yeah, the gear drives would be more timing belts. Honestly, yeah. What was wrong with timing belts? Nothing. Nothing at yeah. all. But I mean, the thing is, like, when you have these timing chain levers that are five inches long and they're all made of plastic and the only bolt is at the very top and you have all this weight at the end of the fulcrum, mm-hmm. like that's going to break it. And that's exactly where it breaks. Well, I think what we can get out of this is the fact that engineers need to just stop being engineers and then take people that this isn't the engineers though. This is the product planners and the people that actually sell the goddamn things. Yeah. Because oh. the engineer is actually probably designed a pretty good thing. And then it gets that's cost true. cut. If and you, it's, 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 it's the, the wrong fluids. It gets the wrong maintenance. Or they're told they have a certain space constraint, so they have to shorten the engine. The only place they can take stuff out is thinning the timing chain. Or if they're legitimately, and I doubt they are, but maybe, trying to plan the obsolescence or the premature failure of these You know, parts. I have, <clears throat> I've got about 60% faith. A little over average, 
like uh, over I I am I feel confident mm-hmm. that there is some level of planned obsolescence with oh, these cars. There absolutely and is. And the reason yeah. I'm saying that is I don't have faith in the company. And that's the thing. Like that's Volkswagen's gotten themselves into this point where yeah. I have lost all faith uh, in them as a company. I do not trust them. I trust them about as much as I trust Philip Morris. <laughs> like, I just don't. Maybe this should just merge. Yeah, I think I should. probably should. Your Volkswagen new Audi Morris A4 group. comes with five packs of lit cigarettes in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, what I was trying to say is it's not just a Volkswagen thing. I, there are other brands. Ford's having this issue. Uh, Ford is also having another issue with this F-150 here. Yes, they are. Where I was, mean, I'm pretty was, sure it'll buff out. It was hit hard enough where the body in the bed completely came off of the frame and engine. I saw that picture. I yes, know. I, ju- I, I just pulled that. it up. That, that's, that's an impact, not a burn. Uh, but Correct. Anyway, I, I do want to I, I wanna plug a couple wow. other brands I feel like had this issue. Um, Honda. <laughs> wow. That Camaro was apparently hustling pretty good. Yeah. Clearly. Jesus. I don't know where these are from, but I just pulled them up on Facebook because I thought it was interesting. Anyway, that's all. Anyway, um... No, I think um, Honda had this issue for a while with uh, their cars in the early, like around the recession, the ninth generation Civic, the mm-hmm. really, the really boring Civic. Yep, yep. Um, the one that they like replaced in two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, Toyota, there was that one year at Corolla did not get best car in its class, like the only time ever. And Toyota had that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I feel like when Asian manufacturers have this issue it's like when like a straight a student gets a b yeah and they freak out and like they were like ready to kill themselves and like yeah. disintegrate the company like whereas like i feel like a yeah, lot meanwhile of st- all of like gm corporate is literally on fire and everyone's like oh yeah this is fine this is fine did he did he pass he got c minus that's a pass <laughs> just I mean, oh yeah <laughs> oh wait it was a d anyway sweet my mentality in high school hey oh <laughs> if you if you pass <laughs> oh, i you're remember fine. high school <laughs> yeah if, if if you pass you're fine and that's exactly what that pontiac transport is yeah mm-hmm. is that is the it's c a pass. it's, it's like a c minus <laughs> it is it's a te- oh. well, it, sorry it's <laughs> a te- it's it is a technical pass yeah and like literally just does that. it still start and drive um, well, I mean, in the does, words it has a of lot little problems. Tom Callahan, I got a D plus. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. They don't give out a lot of D pluses. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. yeah that like means it's rare. Out. Anyway. And think, as we've established, rare does not necessarily mean good. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> yep. we should uh, round up this episode uh, talking about the Queensland Police Department. I agree. This is the last piece, as you said, for this episode. And, uh, Queensland, as you know, is in, I think, New South Wales in Australia. Anyway, uh, they have a police force, naturally. They've got shitty cop cars until now. They just placed an order with what did Kia. They, what did they have previously? Well, they had, it was a lot like the UK, I think. They had... Uh, like Volvo diesels? No, but I mean, they had like the V6 Commodores and stuff like that. They didn't have the big Falcons. So, I mean, they were they had pretty boring cars before. Oh, okay. Um, and let me actually bring this up on the stream so people can see what we're looking at. But they've ordered... Yes. A bunch of new turbo Kia Stinger GTs. That's excellent. Mm. Good news. Good news. And I'm assuming these are going to be the four-cylinder ones. I don't really know, but uh, they look pretty good. I'll livery it up there. That's pretty cool. Mm. Actually, that's they got the nice wheels. They, they should have had a turbos. V8 Interceptor and just had one that they ordered. They should just, just the, the one. Yeah. The one and called the last of the V8. Road Policing Command. The last of the V8 Interceptors. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we did just watch um, both Mad, or uh, two of the Mad Maxes. Yeah, Road Warrior. Mm. Oh, you did that on Thursday? Um, 
No, weighted battery is not included. All right, tight. Yeah, because Jam. Oh, that's a good one. Was this for Laserdisc movie night? It was. Uh, yeah. See, it, I got to bring some Laserdiscs over sometime. Yes, you do. Mine's broken. Well, I mean, Jan- Jana couldn't uh, come. You've, on you've brought me him a couple times, so I appreciate that. But yeah, you should yeah. come back again. Yes. I know you've missed the last couple, but you guys have been busy. Yes, so you should. We, we should also tell Trig to come. Yes. Yeah, Trig would love Trig to. I think he actually has shit. a laser disc player. Yeah, he has got a Disco uh, Vision. If I'm, yeah, it was a Disco Vision from 78, 112 pound player. Wow. But I bet broken. that sounds really good when it spools up that disc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an old GT car. It sounds like a 787B <clears throat> at full chat. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> My new Pioneer player, I'm kind of disheartened. I can't even hear it spin the disc up. Oh, that's really? lame. It's yeah. like it works. So that's like that's like half the fun listening to a twelve inch disc I, come up to speed. I cannot even imagine like the amount of motor. I, I'm guessing it's like a brushless motor. I mean, it's got just oodles of power and it's silent. But yeah, I mean, the thing, like, especially when it's flipping the read head over and it flips the rotation of the disc, like the the time between when it stops playing in side A and when it gets to side B and starts going, like you've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty quick. Long. It's it's maybe so, like five to ten seconds. Yeah, the electronic braking. I'm guessing there's a lot of neodymium in there. So. <laughs> At any rate, that is a digression, but on the New South Wales Police Department getting some fabulous new vehicles, I think that is a good reason as any to end this one, but we will catch you guys on Wednesday from Elko. Yes, and We'll I'm try excited. to get Treg down for that. Maybe we can get him yeah, to show we're, up. We're, yeah, I'm going to try and drag him down. Jana has to go out and dig holes in central Minnesota. Well, have fun with that, Jana. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I we'll, got an extra we'll catch up with it. We'll catch up with you next week. Perfect. All right. Perfect. All right. Thank Take care, you. guys. Thanks a lot.